Uncle Remus and Brer Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. The creatures go to the barbecue. Once upon a time, said Uncle Remus to the little boy. But when was once upon a time? The child interrupted to ask. The old man smiled. I spect was one time or two times, and maybe a time and a half. You know when Johnny Ash Cake gun to bake? Well, twas long in dem days. Once upon a time, he resumed. Mr. Man had a garden so fine that all the neighbors come to see it. Some'd look at it over the fence, some'd peek through the cracks, and some'd come and look at it by the light of the stars. And one of em was old Brer Rabbit. Starlight, moonlight, cloudlight, the nightlight was the light for him. When the turn of the morning come, he is always up and about, a feeling pretty well, I thank you, sir. Now, then you done hear what I say. There was Mr. Man, yonder was the garden, and here was old Brer Rabbit. Uncle Remus made a map of this part of the story by marking in the sand with his walking cane. Well, this being the case, what you spec going to happen? Nothing in the round world but what been happening since greens and sparrowgrass was planted in the ground. They look fine, and they taste fine. And long towards the shank in the morning, Brer Rabbit had creep through the crack and the fence and nibble at em. He take the greens, but leave his tracks, most specially right out of a rain. Taking and leaving, it's the way of the world. Well, one morning, Mr. Man went out in his truck patch and he finds something missing. A cabbage here, a turnip dyer, and a mess of beans yonder. And he asks, how come dis? He look round, he did, and he seed Brer Rabbit's tracks what he couldn't take with him. Brer Rabbit had left his shoes at home and come barefooted. So, Mr. Man, he called his dogs. Here, Buck, here, Bringer, here, Blue. And he sick em on the track, and here they went. Ooh, you'd a thunk they was running after forty limb rhinoceroses from the fuss they made. Brer Rabbit, he hear em coming and he put out for home, kind of doubling round like he do these days. When he got to the pint where he can sit down for the rest his face in his hands, he took a poplar leaf and he gun to fan hisself. Then Bruh Fox come a-trottin' up. He say, Bruh Rabbit, what's all this fuss I hear in the woods? What de name of goodness do it mean? Bruh Rabbit kind of scratch his head and low, Why? Daring trying for to drive me to the big barbecue on the creek. They all ax me, and when I fuse, they say they ain't wanted to make me go anyhow. They ain't no fun in being as populous as what I is, Bruh Fox. If you want to go, let's get in ahead of the hounds and go lickety-split down the big road. Bruh Fox rolled his little eyes and lick his chops where he dribble at the mouth and put out to the barbecue. And he ain't more than made his disappearance, for here comes Brer Wolf. And when he got the news, off he put. And he ain't more got out of sight, for here comes old Brer Bear. And when he hear talk of the bacon meat and the big pan of gravy, he sat up on his behind legs and snorted. Then off he put. And he ain't got out of hearing, for Brer Coon come racking up, and when he got the news, he put out. So there they was, and what you gwine do about it? 
It seems like they all got in front of the dogs. Uh, the dogs got behind them, and Brer Rabbit sat by the creek side laughing and hitting at the snake doctors. <laughs> and them pole creatures had to go clean past the barbecue. If there was any barbecue, which I don't scarcely expect there was, that what made me say what I does. When you get an invite to the barbecue, you better find out when and where it's at and who's running it. End of chapter one. Chapter two of Uncle Remus and Brer Rabbit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenever. Uncle Remus and Brer Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. Brer Rabbit's Frolic. The little boy, when he next saw Uncle Remus, after hearing how the animals went to the barbecue, wanted to know what happened to them. He was anxious to learn if any of them were hurt by the dogs that had been chasing Brother Rabbit. The old darky closed his eyes and chuckled. <laughs> you sure is asking something now, honey. Under his hat, if he had any, Brother Rabbit had a mighty quick thinking apple radis, and most in generally all the time. The pranks he played on the other creatures pestered him both ways a coming and a gwine. De dogs done mighty well, long as days had dealing with the little fry like Bruh Fox and Bruh Coon and Bruh Wolf, but when they run again old Bruh Bear, <laughs> they show struck a snag. De most so vigorous was the identical one that got the worst hurted. He got too close to Bruh Bear, and when he look at hisself uh, in running water, he took notice that he was split wide open from flank to dewlap. After the ruckus was over, the creatures hobbled off home the best they could and laid round in sun and shade fur to let the cuts and gashes get good and well. When they got so they could sagatuate and pay the party calls, they agreed fur to ensemble somewheres and hit on some plan fur to outdo Bruh Rabbit. Well, they had the ensembly and they jarred and jarred. They's like your old pa do when he ain't feeling right well. But by and by they agreed upon a plan that looked like it might ought work. They agreed for to make out that they gwine to have a dance. They know that old Brer Rabbit was all as keen for that, and they say they'll give him an invite, and when he got there, they'll ax him for to play the fiddle, and if he fused, they'll close in on him and make way with him. So fur, so good. But all the time they was jowering and confabbing, old Brer Rabbit was settin' in a shady place in the grass, a-hearin' every word they say. When the time come, he crope out, he did, and run round, and the fust news they knowed, here he comes down the big road, boogity-boogity, same as a horse that's broke through the pasture fence. He says, says he, Why, hello, friends! And howdy too, cause I ain't seed you all since the last time. Where the name of goodness is you been these odd come shorts? And how did you forward the barbecue? If my two eyeballs ain't gone and got crooked, there's old Brer Bear. Him of the sharp tail and sharp tush, the very one I'm a-hunting fur. 
and dar's Brer Coon. I show is in big luck. Dar's gwine to be a big frolic at Miss Meadows, and her and de gals want Brer Bear fur to show em de rose in y'all shuffle, and they put Brer Coon down fur de jig they calls Rack Back Davy. I'm to play de fiddle, something I ain't done since my oldest gal had de mumps and de measles, before de same day and hour. Well, this morning I took down de fiddle from where she was a-hangin', and drawed de bow backwards and furds a time or two, and then I shot my eyes and hit some of de old-time tunes, and when I come to myself, there was my whole blessed family skipping and a sashayin' round the room, spite of the fact that breakfast was to be cooked. With that, Brer Rabbit bowed, he did, and went back down the road like the dogs was atter him. But what happened then? the little boy asked. <laughs> Nothing tall, replied Uncle Remus, taking up the chuckle where he had left off. De creatures ain't had no dance, and when they went to Miss Meadows, she put her head out the window and say if they don't go off from there, she'll have the law on em. End of chapter 2「Chapter Three of Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schenever. Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. Brother Bear's Big House. Of all the creatures, said Uncle Remus, in response to a questioning look on the part of the little boy, old Br'er Bear, had the biggest and the warmest house. I don't know why nor wherefore, but I'm a-tellin' you the plain fact. They is as they done told unto me. If I can help it, I never will be deceivin' you, nor lead you into no bad habits. Yo pappy trotted with me a mighty long time, and if you'll ask him, he'll tell you that the one thing I never did do was to deceive him whilst he had his eyes open. Not if I knows myself. Well, old Brer Bar had the big house I'm a-tellin' you about. If he ever is brag on it, it ain't never come down to me. Yet that is what he had, a big house, and plenty of room for him and his family, and he ain't had no more than he need, cause all of his family was fat and had what folks call heft, the natural plumpness. He had a son named Simon, and a gal named Sue, not countin' his old woman, and they all lived with one another day after day, night after night. And when one of em went abroad, they'd be expected home about meal time, if not before. And they sagashuated right along from day to day, washing the face and hands in the same washpan, in the back porch, and wiping on the same towel, same as all happy families allers does. Well, time went on and fotched the changes that might be expected, and one day there come a mighty knocking on Brubar's door. Brubar he holler out he did, who that come a knocking this time of the year, for the corn's done planted and the cotton crops pitched. De one at the door make a big noise and rattle the hinges. Brubar holler out he did, don't tar down my house. Who is you anyhow and what you want? And the answer come, I'm one and Dorfin not two. If you're more than one, who is you and what you doin' in dar? Brer Bar, he says, says he, I'm all the one and mighty not two. 
but I thank you for to tell me your full fably name. Then the answer come. I'm the knocker and the mover before, and if I can't climb over, I'll climb under if you do, but give me the word. Some calls me bruh polecat, and some a big word that it ain't worth while to remember. But I wanna move in. It's mighty cold out here, and all I meets tells me it's mighty warm in dire where you is. Then old bruh bar say, says he, it's warm enough for them what stays in here, but not nice or warm for them on the outside. What does you really want? Bruh polecat spawn, he said. I want a heap of things that I don't get. I'm a mighty good housekeeper, but I takes notice that there's mighty few folks that wants me to keep house for him. Bruh bar say, says he, I ain't got no room for no housekeeper. We ain't scarcely got room for to go to bed. If you can keep my house on the outside, you're mighty welcome. Bruh polecat say, you may think you ain't got no room, but I bet you got as much room as anybody what I know. If you let me in dar one time, I bound you I'll make all the room I want. Uncle Remus paused to see what effect this statement would have on the little boy. He closed his eyes as though he were tired, but when he opened them again he saw the faint shadow of a smile on the child's face. "'Tain't gwine to hurt you fur to laugh a little bit, honey. <laughs> Bruh polecat come in Bruh Bar's house, and he had such bad breath that they all had to get out, and he stayed and stayed twill time stopped running again him. End of chapter 3 Chapter 4 of Uncle Remus and Bruh Rabbit this is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. Br'er Rabbit treats the creeters to a race. One sultry summer day, while the little boy was playing not far from Uncle Remus's cabin, a heavy black cloud made its appearance in the west and quickly obscured the sky. It sent a brisk gale before it, as if to clear the path of leaves and dust. Presently there was a blinding flash of lightning, a snap and a crash, and with that the child took to his heels and ran to Uncle Remus, who was standing in his door. "'Dar now!' he exclaimed, before the echoes of the thunder had rolled away. That dust and wind and rain puts me in mind of the time when old Bruh Rabbit got up a big race for the pleasure of the other creeters. It was the most funniest race you ever heard tell on. Bruh Rabbit went way off in the woods twill he come to the rainmaker's house. He knocked and went in and he asked the rainmaker if he can fix it up so they can have a race tween Bruh Dust and Cousin Rain for to see which can run the fastest. The rainmaker growled and jowered, but by and by he gree, and he say that if it was anybody but Bruh Rabbit, he wouldn't give it but one thunk. Well, they fixed the day they did, and then Bruh Rabbit put out to where the creatures was staying and told them the news. They dunna know how Bruh Rabbit know, but they all want to see the race. Now him and the rainmaker had fixed it up so that the race would be right down the middle of the big road. And when the day come, 
dar's where he made the creature stand brer bar at the bend and the road brer wolf a little further off and brer fox at a point where the crossroads was brer coon and brer possum and the others he scattered about up and down the road to dem what has to wait it seems like de sun stops and all de clocks with him brer bar done come growlin brer wolf some howlin and brer possum some laughin but at a while cloud comes up from summers twasn't such a big cloud but brer rabbit knowed that cousin rain was in there long with uncle win the cloud crope up it did twill it got right over the big road and then it kind of dropped down a little closer to the ground it looked like it kind of stopped like a buggy for cousin rain to get out so there'd be a far start well he got out cause the creatures can see him and then uncle win he got out and then gentlemen's the race begun fur to commence uncle win hepped up a foe he had his bellows with him and he blowed it Brer dust got up from whar he was layin at and come down the road a whirlin he stricken old brer bower first then brer wolf and then brer fox and atter dat all de yudder creeters and they come mighty nigh smifflicatin em not never in all your born days is you ever heard such coughin and sneezin such snortin and wheezin <laughs> and they all looked like they was painted red brer bar sneezed so hard that he had a lay down in the road and brer dust come mighty nigh burying him and twas the same with the other creeters they got the ears the noses and the eyes is full and then cousin rain come along a pursuin brother dust and he come mighty nigh drownin em he left em kivered with mud and they was wuss off than before it was the longest fo they can get the mud out of the eyes and the ears and when they get so they can see a little bit they took notice that brer rabbit stead of being full of mud was ez dry as a chip if not drier it made em so mad <laughs> that they all put out atter him and tried to level best fer to catch but if there was anything in the round world that brer rabbit's got it's super foots and twant no time for the other creatures can't see hard no high of em all the same brer rabbit ain't bargain fer to have two races at the same day but uncle remus said the little boy which beat brother dust or cousin rain the old man stirred uneasily in his chair and rubbed his chin with his hand they tells me he responded cautiously that when cousin rain can't see nothing near brother dust he thunked him beat but he holler out brother dust whereabouts is you and brother dust he holler back yo had a scoosin me i fell down in the mud and can't run no mo end of chapter four chapter five of uncle remus and brer rabbit by joel chandler harris this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil chenevere brer rabbit's flying trip dar once was a time when most of the creeters got mighty tired of brer rabbit's capers and they assembled they did grass and meat eaters browsers and grazers and likewise de bone scrapers fer to see what they can do brer bar was dar with his big fur suit on 
and old Brer Wolf fetched his big howl along. And when everything was ready with a long, loud hoot on, here come old Simon Swamp Owl along, a-tooting up his two-boot. Dar was old Brer Fox, sir, with his black socks, sir, and a heap of creeters that I don't have a mention, some bow-legged and some knock-kneed in the hock, sir, and they all agreed for to hold a convention for to stop Brer Rabbit's pranks. Brer Fox, he low he'll give a pot of gold, sir, to the man what can toll Brer Rabbit off, sir. Brer Buzzard say, I'm a getting old, sir, but I'll try my hand, and then he cough, sir, and the rest of em bowed their thanks. Now old Brer Bear was a settin' on the chair, sir, so he stand up and move a motion. He up and low, less is soves right here, sir, for to thank Brer Buzzard whiles we're in the notion and not put it off till some other day. And then they had it up and down, sir, sputin' about what they ought to do. Some one would give him a flower crown, sir, if he rid Brer Rabbit up there in the blue, and drop him when he got halfway. They sent a runner at our old Brer Rabbit to ax him to call and to tend the convention. But old friend Wobble Nose had a queer habit of knowing a thing before it was mentioned and he come fo he got the word. He wiggle his nose and wonk his eye. Here show is the man I wants to see, sir. Bruh Buzzard, I'm trying to learn how to fly. And cause Bruh Buzzard gives agree, sir, and all em say he's a accommodating bird. And then Bruh Buzzard half spread his wings, sir. He tried to look young, but he was old, sir. He tried to strut and walk with a swing, sir. He was dreaming bout that pot of gold, sir, and what he was gwine for to buy. Bruh Buzzard ain't scarcely got true with his pride, sir, for Bruh Rabbit lit right tween his floppers. With now hump yourself and give me a ride, sir. If you don't I'll hit, I'll hit you some whoppers when I get you up dar in the sky. Well, the creatures grinned when Brer Rabbit riz, sir, and made a big fuss according to the nature. Ease for old Brer Rabbit, the pleasure was all his, sir. The riding was easy as eatin' tater when it's biled and made into pie. Cause under both wings he had a paw, sir, and when Brer Buzzard tried for to drop him, he'd scratch and tickle him with his claw, sir, and when Brer Buzzard tried for to flap him, He'd scratch and wink his eye. And with his claws he took and steered him From post to pillar in the deep blue, sir. He'd holler and laugh, all the creatures heard him. You know how you'd feel if it had been you, sir, A-waitin' for summon to fall. When old Brer Rabbit got tired of riding, He steered Brer Buzzard right straight to the ground, sir, And then and there went right into hiding, when the creatures come up, he couldn't be found, sir. And I speck and I reckon that's all. End of chapter 5 Chapter 6 of Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Chenevere Br'er Rabbit and the Gold Mine there had been a silence in the cabin for a long ten minutes, and Uncle Remus, looking up, saw a threat of sleep in the little boy's eyes. 
whereupon he plunged headlong into a story without a word of explanation. Well, so, one year it fell out that the craps was burned. A dry drought had done the work, and if you'd struck a match anywhere in that settlement, the whole county would have blazed up. Old man Hungriness de naturally tuck up his clothes and went parading round everywhere, and the creeters got bony and skinny. Old Brer Bar done better than any of em, cause all he had her do was go to sleep and live off his own fat. And Brer Rabbit and his old woman had put some calamus root by and saved up some sugar cane that they find lying round loose, and they got long pretty well. But the balance of the creeters was that gaunt that they ain't got over it down to this day. The creeters had the meeting place where they could all sit round and talk the kind of politics they had, just like folks does at the Crossroad Grocery. One day, while they was all settin' and squattin' round jowerin' and confabbin', Brer Rabbit he up and say, says he, that old Mammy Mammy Big Money told his great-granddaddy that there was a mighty big and fat gold mine in these parts and he say that he wouldn't be tall astonished t'went somewhere close to Brer Bar's house. Brer Bar, he growled, he did, and he say that gold mine better not let him find it, cause atter he got done with it, they wouldn't be no gold mine thar. Some laughed, some grinned, and some gapped, and atter jowering some mo, they all put out to where they families was living at. But I bound you they ain't forget about that gold mine cause from that time on, go where you might, you'd catch some of the creeters digging and graveling in the ground, some in the fields, some in the woods, and some in the big road, and they was so weak and hungry that they can scarcely gabble for falling down. Well, this went on for the longest, but by and by one day, they all agree that something bleeds to be done and they say they'll all take one big hunt for the gold mine and then quit. They hunted in gangs, with the gangs not fur from one another, and it so happened that Brer Rabbit was in the gang with Brer Wolf, and he knowed that he had to keep his eyes a wide open. All the creeters had to dig in different places, and whilst Brer Rabbit wasn't much of a grabber, he had a way of making the others believe that he was the best of the lot. So he made a heap of motion like he was tearing up the earth. They ain't been going on this long before Brer Wolf holler out, Run here, Brer Rabbit, I done found it. Brer Bear and Brer Fox was both digging close by, and Brer Rabbit kind of wunk one eye at the elements, and he says, says he, Glad I for your sake, Brer Wolf, get your gold and joy for yourself. Brer Wolf say, Come get some, Brer Rabbit. Come get some. Oh, Brer Rabbit spawned. I'll take the leavings, Brer Wolf. You take what you want. Then, when you got enough, I'll get the little bit I want. Brer Wolf say, I want to show you something. Brer Rabbit low, my eyes ain't big for nothing. Brer Wolf say, I got a secret I want to tell you. Brer Rabbit low, my ears ain't long for nothing. Just stand there and do your whispering, Brer Wolf, and I'll hear every word you say. Brer Wolf ain't say nothing but make out he's grabbing, and then all of a sudden he make a dash at Brer Rabbit 
but when he get where Brer Rabbit was at, Brer Rabbit ain't there no more. He done gone. Weak and hungry as he is, Brer Wolf know that he can't catch Brer Rabbit, and so he holler out, What's your hurry, Brer Rabbit? Where you gwine? Brer Rabbit holler back, I'm gwine home out of a bag for to tote the gold you gwine leave me. So long, Brer Wolf. I wish you mighty well. And with that, he put out for home. End of chapter 6「Chapter Seven of Uncle Remus and Brer Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Brer Rabbit gets Brer Fox a horse. Not many of the creatures was fond o' water, unless it might a been Brer Coon's daughter. Brer Bar, Brer Fox, and old Brer Rabbit, they vowed they can't never get in the habit a wading the creek or swimming the river when it comes to that they'd run to kiver when folks come long fer to get across the creeters took notice that they rid a horse bruh fox he say he wish he had one and amongst all the others he'd be the glad one he get a bridle and a brand new saddle and get on the horse and ride em straddle he says says he he do some trottin', cause when I get started, I'm a mighty hotin'. Bruh Rabbit, he smole a great big smile, wit I can't ride myself cause I got a bile. But it seems like to me that I knows where a horse is. He's away back yon where two roads crosses. And I'll meet you dar tomorrow morning. There's about the time when days are dawnin'. Bruh Fox, he say, I hear yo sesso, and if I ain't sick, I'll be dar deso. Bruh Rabbit tip his hat with so long, friend. We'll get the horse you made the pen. Long for the time, Bruh Rabbit was a stirrin', and he chuckled to himself like a cat a purrin'. The horse was stretched out asleep in the pasture. Bruh Rabbit went up as close as he dastered. Fer to see if he live, horse twitches tail, sir. This time we'll get you without fail, sir. So Bruh Rabbit say, then he seed Bruh Fox, and a nerfine gent fer to get in the box. Then he say out loud, Good luck done sawn him, and laid him down right where you want him. If you're tied to his tail, you can surely hold him, and more than that, you can trip him and roll him. So said, so done, and dar Brer Fox was, right close to the place where a heap of hocks was. Brer Rabbit, he holler, hold him down, hold him down. This make him stay right sprang on the ground. The horse, he riz with a snort and a wicker, and showed that he was something of a kicker. And then and dar, Brer Rabbit gun to snicker. With hole in Brer Fox, twon't do to flicker. If you make him stand still, you can ride him to quicker. The horse, he roaring and raise a mighty dust up. And fust thing you know, Brer Rabbit here a bust up. I hope, Brer Fox, that you ain't much hurt, but your wife will be mad, cause you done told your shirt. End of chapter 7
Chapter Eight of Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Br'er Rabbit finds the moon in the mill pond. Oh, one bright day in the middle of May, Br'er Rabbit was feeling fine. He took to the road and never knowed the place where he was gwine. Oh, fur and free, says he, siree, no gal can change my mind. Brer Tarrapin sly, he walk one eye, unneat his green gourd vine. He holler and say, where you gwine this day, with your pipe and walking cane? Brer Rabbit wave his hand like a gal do her fan. My heart's about to bust with pain. I'm a heap too nice. I ain't laughed but twice since the big January rain. My day'll be done. If I don't have some fun, they'll call me Sunday Jane. I'll get solemn colic if I don't have a frolic. My head'll get flabby and swink. I'll char the pine bud cause I'm about to lose my cud. And some nights I don't sleep a wink. If I has to sit still, oh, I'll wear the green willow and go in mourning with the mink. But I bet you a hat that fore I does dat, I'll show em all a new kink. So off he put on his nimble's foot, with a grin, a laugh, and a cough. To Miss Motts and Miss Meadows and all the others, he'd tell what his gwine ter come off. Twas a mill pond fishin', and he left em a wishin' that the wind don't blow from the north. And the creatures all, before long and tall, and dem no bigger than a dwarf. Brer Wolf and Brer Bar all say they'd be dar, and they promise fur to fetch a sane. They agree to the day, and Brer Rabbit say, That day don't had her come if it rain. So said, so done, and when the time come, the big road as well as the lane was filled with a crowd all talking out loud and a prankin' with mine and main. Brer Rabbit was dire, with Miss Holly Hare, a-waitin' for the fun to begin. He shook his shank, and went to the bank, and made like he gwine to jump in. But the sight he saw made him drap his jaw, and break up a great big grin. He says to Brer Coon, Run here and see the moon, a-floating without a fin. He look again, she show fell in, and we got to get her out. If she stays in the pond, it's good by John, and of that there ain't no doubt. We got to have light when we play at night, for to see how to get about. We'll drag with the scene, if we don't drag in vain, we'll have good reason to shout. But when it comes to seinin', there was some complainin' about who was to do it all. They all make out that they want to wait out, but it fell on them that was tall. Bruh Bar, he laugh as he took a staff. Bruh Wolf say he fear he'd fall. But he took his place with a mighty wry face, and when they gun to haul. Oh, you better bet this water's wet. I feel dis like a sponge. And then they all, with a kick and a squall, with a squeal and then a lunge, grabbed at the water which they hadn't order, went over their heads with a splunge. Brer Rabbit bent double. Oh, all of your trouble fills me full of fun, yun, yun, yun. End of chapter 8
Chapter Nine of Uncle Remus and Brer Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Chenevere. How Mr. Lion Lost His Wool. Twas just such a day as dis dat Mr. Lion lost his wool, remarked Uncle Remus to the little boy. Mr. Man took a notion dat de time done come for him for to have a hog killin and he got him a big barrel and filled it half full of water from the big springs. Then he piled up bout a cord of wood, and as he piled he put rocks twixt the logs, and then he sot the wood after and before eats and in the middle. T'wasn't long for they had the hogs killed and everything ready for to scrape the har off. Then he took the red-hot rocks what he put in the fire and flung em in the barrel where the water was, and twan long bow fo dat water was ready for to bile. Den they took the hogs one at a time and soused em in the water, and time they took em out, the hair was ready for to drap out by the roots. Then they'd scrape em with sticks and chips, and they ain't leave a har on em. Well, by and by they had all the hogs kilt and cleaned and hauled off, and when everything was still as a settin hen. Old Brer Rabbit stuck his head out from behind a bush where he been settin' at. He stuck his head out, he did, and look all round, and then he went where the fire was, and try for to warm hisself. He ain't been there long, for here comes Brer Wolf and Brer Fox, and then he got busy. He say, Hello, friends, howdy and welcome. I'm just fixin' fer to take a warm bath like Mr. Man get his hogs. Won't you jine me? They say they ain't in no hurry, but they help Brer Rabbit put the hot rocks in the barrel, and they watch the water bubble, and by and by, when everything was ready, who should walk up but old Mr. Lion? He had a mane from his head plumb to the end of his tail, and in some places it was so long it drug on the ground. That would make all the creatures fear the album. He growled and asked em what they doin'. And when Brer Rabbit tell him, he say dat's what he long been needin'. How does you get in? Just back right in, says old Brer Rabbit, says he, and with that, Mr. Lion backed in. And the water was so hot, he tried for to get out, and he slipped in plumb to his shoulder blades. You can believe me or not, but dat creature was scalded so dat he hollered and scared everybody for miles around. And when he come out, all the wool dropped out, except the bunch you see on his neck and the little bit you find on the end of his tail, and dat had come off if the tail hadn't a slipped through the bunghole of the barrel. With that, Uncle Remus closed his eyes but not so tightly that he couldn't watch the little boy. For a moment the child said nothing, and then, I must tell that tale to mother before I forget it. So saying, he ran out of the cabin as fast as his feet could carry him, leaving Uncle Remus shaking with laughter. End of chapter 9《Of Uncle Remus and Brer Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Phil Chenevere. How Brer Rabbit Got a House. Oh, once upon a time, 
All the creeters, all the creeters, took a notion that they'd build a house, and fix it so as to keep out the skeeters, and fix it up next cummy rouse. They all was there, from the bar to the possum, bro wolf, bro fox, bro coon, with old bro rabbit for the standin' round and bossum, cause they had to have the house right soon. Bro rabbit, he was busy, oh yes, mighty busy, not doin' of a blessed thing. If he climbed a scaffold, he say he'd get dizzy, so he measure and mark and sing. They built a house, and it show was a fine un, made of poplar and oak and pine. The littlest room was a seven by nine un, where the sick could go and whine. Bruh Rabbit, he wait, and when the time come, he chosen a upstairs room. And dar he sought, if I can make the rhyme come, a singing hawk from the tomb. And then he got what he ain't had order, as all the creatures said, a gun, a cannon, and a tub of water, and hit em under his bed. When the creeters come home, Bro Rabbit was ready, and he tell him he gwine to sit down. Well, set, says day, and we'll try to be steady. And with that, Bro Rabbit kind of frowned. Bang, bang, went the gun, the barrels was double and the creeters was still as mice. Bruh Bear, he say, There must be some trouble, but I hope he don't loosen the jice. Bruh Rabbit, he say, Whereabouts must I spit at? And Bruh Wolf answer with a grin, This wheresomever you can make it hit at. Bruh Fox, he rub his chin. Bruh Rabbit, he took the tub of water and empty it all on the stars. And it come nigh drowning Bruh Coon's daughter, likewise one of bruh bars bruh rabbit say when i sneeze i'll scare you and i hate for to have it to do bruh fox say we're listening hear you just go right ahead with your sneeze of a do boomerlime went to cannon and the creeters they lit out true window sash and dough anyway anyway that they can get out and they ain't come down no more end of chapter ten Chapter Eleven of Uncle Remus and Br'er Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Br'er Rabbit and the Partridge Nest. Oh, what's the matter with the whippoorwill? That she sets and cries on the futter hill. And what's the matter with Miss Bob White? That she choke herself with saying good night. You know mighty well that something is wrong. When they sets and sings that kind of song, twixt a call and a cry, twixt a weep and a wail, they must be telling a mighty sad tale. Miss Whippoorwill's troubles and what she say will do for to tell some other day. But Miss Bob White, my, ain't she a sight? I'll have to tell you why she hollers good night. There once was a time, neither more nor less, when she ain't try to hide ne'er kiver her nest. She built it in the open, where all can see, and was des as polite as she can be. She'd make her house facin' east and west, and then with eggs she'd fill her nest. For to keep em warm, she'd brood and set, and keep her house from gettin' wet. Whiles this gwine on, bruh rabbit come by, a wigglin' his mouth and a blinkin' his eye. De top of the mornin', Miss Bob, says he. De same to you, bruh rabbit, says she. Says old Br'er Rabbit, 
I've been missing you long. I was mighty feared that something was wrong. But here you set as still as a mouse, not doing nothing but keeping house. Oh, well, says she, I'm too old to gad. I used to do it, but I wish I never had. The only thing I want is to wash my dress, but I can't do that whilst I'm on my nest. Bruh Rabbit, he say, can't I help you out? I ain't doing nothing but walking about. And my old woman is willing for to bet that if settin's the thing, I'm old man set. I know mighty well, says Miss Bob White, if you set at all, it'll be done right. Thank you do, Miss Bob, go wash your dress, and I'll do what I can for to cover your nest. So off she put, with a flutter and a flirt, and washed her dress in a pile of clean dirt. Bruh Rabbit seized the eggs and shook his head, his mouth gun to dribble and his eye turned red. Says he, it'd surely be hard for to match em, so I'll take em home and try for to hatch em. So said, so done, and then when he come back, he come in a gate twixt a lope and a rack. And Miss Bob White, at her washing her dress, went a-running back to house and nest. Much obliged ye, Br'er Rabbit, and then she bowed. Say nothin', ma'am, for to make me proud, cause I been a-waitin' here frettin' and sweatin', for fear I ain't such a good hand at settin'. My old woman say I got a slow fever, and I clare to goodness I'm ready to believe her. I felt something move, I heard something run, and the eggs done gone, they ain't nar a one. I show is seed sights, I done hear folks talk, but never before. I seed eggs walk. My goodness me, says Miss Bob White, a peepin' in the nest. You show sure is right. And ever since then, when darkness falls, she gives the lost chillin' her good night calls. And ever since then, when darkness falls, she gives the lost chillin' her good night calls. End of chapter eleven. End of Uncle Remus and Brer Rabbit by Joel Chandler Harris